I'm so glad you're joining us this morning for Hillside Church Online. This is our final Sunday morning message during the month of December. And if you've been with us, you know that uh, we have been preparing a special service just for you. It's a little shorter, but... Um, in person, we're doing a series called Christmas at the Movies. So we've been looking each week at a Christmas movie, and then what I've done is I'll, I'll kind of jump off from that movie and look at some themes, of course tying in some scripture, and my hope, our vision is to encourage you and to uplift you. Now what that means for us is that we can't have our services live because of copyright and licensing. So I just wanted to say thank you for your patience if you have been joining us online. Thank you for extending us your grace and, and understanding uh, in that. But without further ado, listen, I wanna dive in to this Sunday, today's message. And in service right now, we are playing a portion of the famous Christmas movie, The Grinch. I hope that you're familiar with it, and um, if so, you'll, you'll probably understand a bit of the direction that I'm going today. And I've titled today's sermon, today's message is, Pain Paves a Path. Pain Paves a Path. You know, in our journey of life, um, many decisions we make, much of our direction, that we take in our career, in our friendships, in our relationships, in our church life, uh, the extent of that or the lack of that many times can come down to a, a pressure point or a, a place of pain in our inner life. You know, Proverbs um, talks about, above all else, guard your heart for out of it flow the issues of life. And one translation says, because from the heart, your whole life's direction takes place. And, you know, as a human being, as a pastor, um, I've seen so often, even in my own life, how pain has paved the path that I'm walking. There's maybe certain environments or certain people I've avoided over the years. And if I slowed down to think about it, I could say that it was pain. And uh, Grinchy, who I like to refer to, maybe you call him Mr. Grinch, Grinchy's life was really orchestrated by the pain that he endured and was experiencing. Now, we're going to be showing clips from the most recent, I think it's 2018, 2019, that, that Grinch, um, and the, the, the latest animated version. And in that particular Grinch, it highlights the history of his life and kind of man what what is with this guy hating Christmas so bad why can't he um, look and even um, just applaud and congratulate you know those that are enjoying Christmas he's got to steal the whole thing he's got a record for everybody and really his pain has paved a path now we get a great fun Christmas movie out of it but the reality is for many people the pain or Better yet, the unhealed pain on the inside is paving a path in life. I, I, I have kind of just three simple thoughts, but pain left unchecked. I want you to think about this. Pain creates bitterness. Bitterness creates distance. Distance creates isolation. 
Let me run that by you one more time, okay? So pain or unhealed pain creates bitterness. Bitterness creates distance and then distance creates isolation. You see this in the Grinch's life, right? So in the latest version, the one we'll be showing, here's what happens. The, the, the pain of uh, abandonment, right? I know, it's like animated movie. It's the Grinch. Like, oh my goodness. I mean, they're really not staying on the surface. They're diving into some deep things. And the pain of abandonment, that orphanage, not getting to experience um, Christmas, not getting um, presents, not experiencing, we know it, the love of a mother or a father, and, and the grief and the pain that that causes, that got rooted from his childhood. Well, of course, they don't navigate every day from his childhood on. But they showcase how much pain, the rejection, what that did and what that caused. And you know this to be true. I know this to be true in my own life, that if I dwell on that pain and um, reflect on it, if you will, I kind of just continually keep it before my mind. I dwell on it, I dwell on it, I dwell on it, I dwell on it, I dwell on it. It begins to create and craft my inner world. And that pain, it can oftentimes lead to bitterness. Now pain, we're created by God Almighty to experience pain. It's part of the emotional process. We're wired. God has experienced pain, you'd be hard-pressed to read Scripture and not see your Heavenly Father experiencing pain. I love to tell people pain is no problem. I hate to say it, it it's just part and parcel of life, right? If there's air in your lungs, if, there, if you just took a breath, right? No matter how alone or isolated you may feel, or the lack of engagements, or, um, relationships that you experience on a weekly or daily basis, no matter any of that, you'll experience pain. It's just, just part of life. And it's not that pain is a problem, it's, it's what we do with our pain that can become a problem. And left unchecked, pain becomes bitterness. That's why you see early on in the scriptures, in the Old Testament, as God is leading His people Israel, He's not only coaching them, but He's being a good father for them, he's showing them how to do life and live life. And he incorporates early on this concept of reconciliation. Now, it's kind of funny. We, we laugh and scoff at it now. But it was a lightning bolt in human rights. God orchestrated for Israel to operate tooth for tooth, eye for eye. Sounds crazy to think about. But it changed the game because neighboring nations, neighboring relationships did not operate this way. They wanted vengeance on their terms, and a lot of times their terms were far more overreaching than even Stephen, so to speak. So God's leading Israel slowly but surely, and He's guiding them every step of the way. And um, It's quite shocking to think about, but eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth was not how um, the neighboring nations operated. You think about the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the Moabites, all these neighboring nations. No, they, they just wanted to do what they wanted to do. They're like, man, we just killed one of you. So what? Well, God incorporates, listen, um, that's not how Israel is going to be. That's not how I've called you to be. And if you think about it, 
it's a reconciliation process that God incorporates. Now here's the wild thing. Uh, that's not how you and I are called to operate. Um, Jesus would come along and he would say, um, I, I, I want you to forgive, right? I want you to extend forgiveness. So it's not a matter of eye for eye, tooth for tooth, tit for tat, so to speak. That's not how I want you to operate. I want you to take the hit to extend forgiveness. That's no easy matter. This isn't a, entirely a forgiveness message because you and I probably don't have enough time to take all that in today. But it is important to say that we're instructed, Old Testament, New Testament, we're instructed early days. God even pulls Cain aside and says, listen, sin's crouching at your door. What's he basically saying? He's like, dude, this pain you feel, uh, you are not dealing with it. You're not processing it. You need to forgive your brother. We know how the story goes. Cain didn't. He took the bait, that bitterness, that bitterness led to him taking the life of his brother. It's, it's radical when we think about it. And we see this, we see this, it kind of makes for a humorous Grinch, humorous Grinch movie, right? This ideal of who doesn't like Christmas, you know? We know plenty of people that don't like Christmas music, but Christmas itself is like, man, who, do, who doesn't like Christmas? And, and the irony of this, this movie, it shows, it shows what pain can do in each of our lives, and it and it, it leads to bitterness, and that bitterness, I want you to see this, it leads to distance. It's just a natural byproduct of, of bitterness is distance. That we create space, we avoid certain environments, we avoid certain people, we avoid friendships. For some, we avoid family, because we don't want to have to enter into the possibility of being hurt again. If we're not careful, we don't deal correctly with that pain. We carry it as baggage through life. And if we're not careful, all it begins to do is create cycles in our life. It's so important we get healed from the pain we experience. Else, we're left with pain paving the path for our life. And we almost do it subconsciously. That's what's so subtle about bitterness. It's what's so subtle about the area of the heart. That we move so fast, we move so rapidly, we don't take time to reflect and prayerfully consider the interactions we've had, the people in our life, situations we're in. There's a good chance God's inviting you this season, this Christmas, maybe even this moment today, to lean in and maybe release somebody who's offended you. Maybe release somebody who overstepped. Maybe you just begin the path today. Some things from your childhood or teenagers or young adult years where you were incredibly rejected and it's stuck in your life. God wants to highlight that. You know, the bitterness it doesn't have a choice. Its byproduct is always, always distance. It's always distance. And that's why God invites us to forgive. Jesus doesn't just invite. That's kind of the pastoral kind word. Jesus says, forgive. He does something radical. He says, actually, pray for your enemies. Pray for your enemies. That's a little, I call that kind of a, a God hack, right? A Bible hack. 
Like, if you're upset or mad at somebody, you begin praying for them, God begins not only to change their heart, really He begins to melt and mold your heart. It's beautiful. So what we want to do is we want to keep growing in our walk with God. We want to keep growing in our relationship with God. And, 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 and the Grinch, along with Scripture, it gives us some insights, right? It comes out very strikingly when you watch the movie because who does Grinchy have in his life? Max, right? That's just Max. It's like the Grinch and his sweet dog, Max. That's it. That is the sphere of relationship. And really, that's a picture of bitterness. That um, you, you, or you yourself, or you may know people in your life that you like, man, bitterness has slowed or stopped the flow of relationships and friendships and life from happening. Because here's that last thought is, right, so, so pain creates bitterness, bitterness creates distance, and then distance creates isolation. And I would propose to you, one of the tactics of the enemy of your soul is to get you isolated. And bitterness creates distance, and that distance just leads to isolation. And that plays out in, in Grinch, right? He is up away from the city. He's up on a mountain in a cave by himself and with Max. In fact, in the beginning of the latest Grinch, it, it kind of gets the plot line going when he's out of food. He was emotionally overeating, right, to deal with his pain. He's like, no, there's no way we're out of food. And they have to go into the town so they've got to come all the way down they got to go all the distance to get what they need the enemy knows that you isolated you're going to be less confident you're going to be less reassured you're going to be lacking encouragement he knows that i've seen it do it in my own life if he can get me out of relationship isolated more prone to temptation, more prone to discouragement, disappointment, and ultimately even fear. It's a place the enemy loves. If you think about his tactic from really the beginning of Scripture, it was to deceive. He deceived Adam and Eve. And why? Because it severed that intimacy with the Heavenly Father, with God, the Creator God. It, it severed that. What did it do? It created distance led to shame, led to isolation, led to hiding. If you read the first portions of Scripture in the first book of the Bible, in Genesis, you see God came near. What did humanity? Humanity created distance. And that's what pain will do in our life. Pain, it, it, it paves a pathway. I have pain in my life, and, and it's paid, paved some pathways. Um, and they've been good because... I had to take my pain to my Heavenly Father. I had to process my pain in the presence of God. You know, the easy temptation is to take our pain to somebody else. Somebody that, that, that may empathize with us. But I would always hesitate to do that unless you know um, they're in a healthy place and it's not gossip and it's not negativity, but they're a healthy, 
trusted, listening ear that you know ultimately they're going to point you to the Father. I have those people in my life, and, I, and, and, and you can do that. But ultimately what needs to happen is we've got to lean in to God when we're walking through pain. I've experienced deep rejection in my life. We all have. There's not a person you're going to encounter today, tomorrow, this week that is bringing a story to the table of their life. I mean, rejection, hurt. Um, I know people very close to me who've experienced tremendous trauma in their life. I mean, there's things I've seen people walk through, pain that I've seen them endure. I don't know how they carry on, except they've found a way to go to God with their pain. And that's my encouragement. That's really where I end today is, I don't have a lot of practical steps for that. Um, I was thinking about this message and, you know, my, my, my thoughts are Matthew 18, where Peter comes up to Jesus, Matthew 18, uh, 21 and 22, and, and, and Peter's obviously dealing with some bitterness. He's obviously dealing with some pain. And he's like, hey Jesus, how many times do I need to forgive my brother? You know, how many times am I supposed to forgive? And Peter actually gives a very generous equation for the time culturally in Jewish law and understanding. Peter really hits the nail on the head, so to speak. Hits the bullseye very generously in saying seven times seven. I mean, that's, that's a pretty generous equation. And Jesus says, despite the generosity, that, that, that's not what I'm saying. Not, not seven times seven, 70 times seven is what Jesus is saying. And he's not giving an exact amount. It's, it's more of the nuance involved that Jesus is saying, find a way to forgive. Find a way to forgive. Find a way to forgive, Peter. And with Jesus, you always have to understand, in his teaching, there's power. It's the authority in and over our lives. But in Jesus living, He lived a rested, reflective, slowed down pace. Scriptures say that He would wake up early to go pray and meet with His Father. You know, those are those moments where I've experienced tremendous healing for my soul. Making peace with the pain I've endured. We're going to get offended. We're going to get hurt. Instead of running and spreading it, Meet with God in the secret place, in the quiet place, and, and make peace with the pain. Like, admit it hurt. Quit, quit trying to say it didn't hurt. Admit it hurt. Admit it influenced your life. Admit, man, there's probably a portion of life you'll never get back because of the pain. So reach peace with it. And then simply ask, Lord, would you begin to heal this area of my soul? Would you begin to breathe your peace, breathe your life? Would you actually show me how to forgive? For some watching, listening to this, you've experienced such deep hurt, such deep pain. It's not a simple light switch moment. Hey, I'm just going to forgive. It's, it's a process that the Lord wants to bring you on. It's a process of healing. It's not going to happen as quickly as watching the Grinch, okay? But it'll happen similarly. <laughs> a light bulb moment where God will invite you. As Philippians 2.5 says, Have the mind of Christ, who though God,
did not consider equality with God something to be attained, but he humbled himself as a servant. The embodiment of that is Jesus' forgiveness. It's his love on display that he would willingly give up his life that we might have life. Amen. You see in the scriptures, ultimately, all the New Testament letters, Paul's writing, hey, be like Jesus. Though it costs all you have, be like Jesus. Though it looked crazy and your family's taught you the opposite, be like Jesus. And it leads to the abundant life. Because here's what happens. Pain creates bitterness. Bitterness creates distance. And distance creates isolation. Healing, healing brings life. Right? Healing brings joy. Healing brings peace. Forgiveness brings faith and hope and love and strengthens our soul. And then when we have that posture, the distance is no more. It's taken away. And we remove ourselves from isolation into community. And that's part of God's plan for your life as well. Hey, let's pray and end our time together. God, thank you for your word. I thank you for every person listening. Lord, I pray for those of us who, Lord, this, this trigger, this, this highlight an area we need to get some healing in. Would you give us the courage to not run off and do something else, but to face the pain, to make peace with it, and to invite your healing and walk in your truth and your grace. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. For those maybe watching this for the first time, ready to give your life for Christ, you know that God's been knocking on the door of your heart and you know it's time to surrender. Would you say this prayer with me? God, I need you. I know that I'm a sinner in need of the Savior. I repent of my sins. I invite you to live in me. Take up residence in my heart. I give you my past. I give you my present. And I trust you with my future. Thank you for forgiving me. I call you Lord and Savior. Have your way in me. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have a wonderful rest of the day. Tremendous Christmas holiday week. And join us for our Christmas Eve service in person on Christmas Eve at 5 p.m. Carols, worship, prayer. I'll share a short devotional and we'll have a candle lighting at the end. Would love to see you, your friends, uh, your family with us. We've got a great service planned. Join us Christmas Eve. All right. Have a great week. Bye.